Amen. Amen. Let's give Flick a round of applause. She's so good. Well up, Flick. Well, everyone, how are you going? Good. Want to say hello to those that are watching and listening online. Can we just turn around and give them a big Everlife wave? Woo, hello. How are you going? We're so glad you could join us. Well, tonight it's my privilege to be able to share with you for a few moments tonight. And, um, you know, I don't know whether some of you are here for the first time uh, to this church or I know that many of you are here uh, tonight for the first time. And it's so good to have some of you, Rigson's friend, um, all the way from Bhutan, been living here for a couple of years, and our good friend Zach from Albany years ago, many other people here for the first time. And um, But I don't know whether you're here at a church for the first time. Maybe for you it's like, what is this, all this God stuff about? What is this worship stuff about? I don't know what all this is. Well, it's okay, because um, no matter what you believe, you can belong here at Everlife. We've got a saying that you belong before you believe, and do you know what? You belong if you never believe. Um, you're very welcome here, and, uh, and we just love you being a part of the journey. And, um, but tonight, what I'm going to be doing is something called preaching. And what preaching is, is basically, you know, God has revealed Himself to us in different ways. One of the main ways He's revealed Himself to us is through creation. We get to see God's character and nature through creation. God also revealed who He was through Jesus. And right now, today, He continues to reveal who He is through His Word, through the Bible. And so... What preaching is, and what I'm going to be doing in the next few minutes in terms of talking, is simply taking some of the truths from the Bible and trying to apply it to our everyday life right here. Um, someone said once that preaching is God communicating truth through personality. And so God looks to communicate to you and I tonight His truth through this personality <laughs> right here. And so... What I just want to invite you to do is to open up your heart and go, all right, God, if this God stuff, if you're real there, okay, I, I want to open up my heart and I want to hear from this God. Maybe you bet you're, you're a Christian here and I believe that God wants to speak something powerful into your life and you'll never be the same again. And so tonight I want to talk and start with a question and the question is this, it is where are you planted? Where are you planted? Turn to the person on the other side of you and say, where are you planted? Planted in my seat. Distance enough from you. Some people planted in their couches or who knows, in your car seat. Where are you planted? Um, you've heard of me talking about my stories of planting grass at my house, right? I had, a, I had a failed attempt last summer to plant seeds in my lawn and I failed. But this, this season, I have been successful in planting grass seeds in our backyard. See, what happened is when we first moved into our rental, our backyard was like a sandpit. The soil was not good enough to plant grass seeds. And so what I had to do is go to Bunnings and get 17 bags exactly full of soil and spread it out and add blood and bone and water the blood and bone in there to get nutrients into the soil. And I scattered the seed evenly, the seed evenly over the soil, then put another layer on top. And with a lot of watering, a lot of watering, um, finally all these millions of little beautiful green fingers started to pop up through the black soil. It was luminescent and lovely. And now... It's ready for its first haircut, um, and I'm excited because the grass at the backyard is beautiful. It's about that long. I think Dave might be heading around with his whippersnipper um, this week. But do you know what? The contrast of the seed falling into the healthy soil to the beautiful, nutrient-rich soil is very... It's a stark contrast between seeds that fell in the healthy soil or the good soil 
as opposed to the seeds that fell into the soil that was still sandy or into the soil where there was no soil at all, where the seed was scattered along the path that surrounds our grass area. And so the grass seed was exactly the same. There was massive potential in that seed, but it was the soil that limited the growth of the seed. The soil is what limited the potential of that seed. See, in that seed was everything that was needed for that grass to flourish. Everything was there. But the difference in between the grass seeds that flourished opposed to the grass seeds that either had a limited flourishedness or the seeds that didn't grow at all. The difference wasn't the seed, but it was the soil that the seed was planted in. And so the question is, where are you planted tonight? So each of us is like a seed. There is unbelievable potential in every single one of you. Some of you might discount yourself, but I tell you what, no, 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 every single one of you has been designed and created for a purpose. We know the scriptures, Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, God says, for I know the plans I have for you. They are plans for a hope and for a future. Do you know, you might not feel like you've got much of a hope for the future or you've got much of a future at all, but God sees it and God has put potential in the seed of your life for a great hope and a great future. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says that, God, says that God has created you brand new on the inside. He's created you anew in Christ to do the good things that He's planned for you long ago. God's got a blueprint on your life. He's got a DNA in your unique, individual, beautiful seed and He's created you for a purpose, massive potential. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7, it says that we are like, we, we've, we have treasure in jars of clay. There's this beautiful treasure that God has deposited within every single one of us. Every single person here, there is beautiful and eternal treasure within every single person. And so the problem isn't with the seed. The problem is what soil we find ourselves planted in that is the difference. It's the potential of our lives is limited by the soil that we're planted in. So tonight I want to talk about two different soil types that you can plant yourself in that will either limit your growth or position you to achieve the limitless potential of your life. And so the title of tonight's message is Limitless. You are welcome to take out your phones to take notes. It's a good excuse to check Facebook or Instagram without getting into trouble. Not that you get into trouble for, for doing that. Maybe you're saying hello to the people in the live stream. There you go. Um, but you're welcome to take out your phones to take notes tonight. But I'm just going to pray before I start tonight. Then we're going to get stuck into it. Lord God, I thank you so much for every single person in this room here. Lord God, every single person, Lord, that are watching or listening online right now, Lord God, and I thank you that you have placed unbelievable potential inside of every single person tonight. And I pray tonight that you would speak to our hearts, not only to our heads, but to our hearts tonight, Lord God, and that you would unleash the unbelievable potential of every single person to achieve the plans that you have for them tonight. God, we open up our hearts to you. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just speak through me tonight. And in the name of Jesus, we all said, where's my interns? And we all said, I thought we were going to say pineapples. All right, there we go. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Our power, people. That's true, that's true. We're going to have a look at our key scripture tonight. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 to 19. And I'm going to read it through. Then we're going to go back and dig for some gold. So I'm going to read it through together. 
at once. Ephesians 3, 16 to 19, it says this. This is Paul writing to the church in Ephesus. Uh, maybe it's a church like this, slightly different music maybe. Um, but Paul wrote a letter to the church in Ephesus, and this is a section of that letter. He said, I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he would empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Get this, your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And get this bit. Now, all glory to God, who is able, through His mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or imagine. That is crazy. I love that last verse there, if we could keep it up. Now, all glory to God, He is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or imagine. You see, God has a plan for your life to achieve infinitely more than you could ask or imagine, both in this life, but especially also in the next life. God has an unlimited potential and a future for you and I, according to His power at work within us. But then we, when we zoom out and we look at that scripture in context, right? As we zoom out and we look at the scripture in context, I've heard one person say that when you, when you take the text out of context, well, you can all get conned. Hey, eh? I'll say it again. When you take the text out of context, you can all get conned. What's left over? You're going to get conned. It's like when you someone takes a snippet of someone that someone said, a quote that they said in the media, and if you take it out of context, they can have a completely different view of what they said. Um, but when you put it back into the context, it can begin to make sense. And so um, what we want to do is look at Scripture in its context. And so we're going to go back through this Scripture in the context of God achieving an, a, a limitless vision for your life, in the context of God doing infinitely more than you could ask or think, this is God's answer for you. This is the soil that God wants your seed to be planted in. So we'll go back through it. Firstly, one of the key points is God's love is limitless. God's love is limitless. In verse 16, it says, I pray that from His glorious unlimited resources, He will empower you. Another thought is that it's God's love that makes us strong. In verse 17, it says that our roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Who's a fan of Red Bull here? like Red Bull, V, Mother. Um, you know, it's not, it's not these energy drinks that keep you strong. It's not necessarily your veggies or your veggies are good. Do you know what really actually keeps you strong throughout your life? It is sinking your roots into the limitless love of God. God's love, number three, is to be experienced. In verse 19, Paul's desire was that the church in Ephesus would experience the love of Christ, where they wouldn't just have a head knowledge about it, but it would drop from the head to the heart, and they'd begin to experience the reality of the change that the love of God can bring about in our life. And we've seen so many people change at Everlife as they've encountered the reality of God's love in their life. And number four, very quickly, it's God's love that completes us. I love the fact that it says in that verse, it says, God's love completes us, then you will be made complete. 
is God's love that completes us. And so what I'm going to be doing is comparing the soils, comparing the soil of God's love, which is limitless, and comparing it to the soil of people's love, the love of others. Now, in, in no way am I saying that the love that we can receive through other people is like bad. It's, it's good. But what the issue is tonight is where are you anchored? Where are you planted? Where are you sending the roots of your life down into? What nutrients are the roots of your life searching for? And what I want to encourage us to do tonight is not to be planted in the love of people, but to be planted and rooted in the limitless love of God. A limitless life is planted in the unlimited love of God. And so first of all, let's have a look at the soil of the love of others. Let's consider the soil of the love of others. First of all, when you consider the soil of the love of others is, number one, it's a limited resource. It's a completely limited resource. It, it can dry up. Only God's love is limitless. And do you know what? When you have a, a limited resource of something, it can lead to insecurity. I don't know how many people here might have lost their jobs during COVID, but when you are starting to run out of money and it becomes a more of a limited resource, you begin to get insecure. What about my future? How am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to pay the rent? I'm not sure. And your security begins to fade away as something in your life becomes a limited resource, you begin to get insecure. And it's the same deal with every part of our life. When there's a limited resource, whether it's of, of finance or of provision, of, of relationship, a limited resource of love, we begin to get insecure. And I know for my life, there's a time in my life where, where my roots were planted in the love of a particular girl, right? And, and my roots, I, was, I planted myself. I wanted the source of my life to be how she felt about me at any time. But her love for me wasn't infinite, right? Her love was reasonably limited. A lot of love, but still limited. And so I became very insecure. I was hurt. I was broken. And I was looking to her to give me all the love that I needed to be completed. And, you know, one time I remember saying goodbye to her and, she, and I went to hug her. She's like, COVID? No. She was like, <laughs> that's a good one. How, how many guys have experienced that during this season, hey? Come on, just get COVID, the COVID line. <laughs> like, COVID is over. Um, but she's like, we don't have to hug all the time. And I was like, I mean, that's right, right? But I was gutted. I was completely gutted. My life was over on inside and... I was like, who am I? My world has fallen apart. And all she said was something really practical. Like, yeah, like, you're so needy. Like, <laughs> get away. Yucky. Um, but it was apparent that I, I had my roots in a very limited source in my life. And I was very insecure. Um, the truth is that people will never complete us. Um, we actually live enslaved when we put our roots in the love of people, we actually become enslaved. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25, it says that the fear of man is a snare. The fear of what other people think is a snare. When you worry about how people will treat you, whether they're going to love you, whether they're not, when you base your life on how other people would treat you, it becomes a snare. It literally limits you. It traps you. You're not able to fulfill the limitless potential of God in your life. It literally shrinks your life down to be a limited life because it becomes performance-based. All of a sudden, you're, 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 you're withdrawing from this bank of someone's love, but it becomes performance-based. 
And if I think about some of the athletes that we celebrate, man, I feel sorry for them. Just because you might be successful in life does not mean that you're guaranteed to find security in love because it becomes about your performance. In one moment, you're at the front of the papers, you've been invited to all the talkback shows, you're like a hero and all the posters on all the kids' bedrooms are like, yeah, we love them. But then when you lose your form and your performance begins to ebb, then all of a sudden the little kids are taking down your posters. You're not invited back to the talkback radio. All of a sudden you're maligned and you're hated, all because of your performance. Really the love that you're looking for is not secure and that picture relates to us in the life that we can have. We, when we put our roots and we depend on the source of our life being found in the love that people have, then we can live insecure in our life. Our life becomes limited. It becomes small. But then on the other hand, when you put your roots deep down into the limitless love of God, it's a completely different story. Number one, it's an unlimited resource. It will never end. And therefore, you can have a great level of security in God's love for you. You know, the rest of that Proverbs, it says, The fear of man is a snare, but he or she who trusts in the Lord will be kept safe. You will be secure. Man, I'm I'm transplanting my roots from that soil. I'm I'm putting my roots in this soil. This love will never let me go. I'm safe. I'm secure. This love, this soil can come and go and ebb and flow every season of my life, but I'm planted on something solid that will never, ever leave me, and I can have a great amount of security in my life. The great thing is, when you're anchored, you're free from fear. The Bible says that God's perfect love casts out all fear. You've got no fear in your life. All of a sudden, you're so much more free. Before, here, you're trapped, you're snared. It's a small life. But all of a sudden, when you're secure, you're like, free. Man, I'm, I'm free. I'm not penned down. I'm not hemmed in as to how someone might treat me or respond to me based on my performance. Do you know what? When we put our trust in Jesus, we are already accepted because Jesus has already done all the performance for us on our behalf. He performed a perfect life and he died on that cross that you and I could be washed clean. We could be forgiven. You and I are called the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're like me. Yes, you. It is a gift that is given to us by faith. And the cool thing is, is that when we live free from fear, we're free to fail. All of a sudden, we're free to fail. And when you are secure and free to fail, you're like, man, I'm going to take some risks. I'm I'm going to attempt, so I'm going to leave the safe zone and I'm going to attempt something great for God because even if I fail, I'm all good because I'm safe and secure in the love of God. When you are free to fail, you are free to attempt to do great things for God. If I think about my daughter, my beautiful daughter, Leanna, my six-year-old, um, when we were t- about a year or two ago, when we were taking her to the playgrounds, in the, um, she'd, she'd get right to the edge of the play equipment and she'd try to jump to that fire pole and she could barely make it but I was there ready to catch her and she was she was just like free she's free to fail she had this confidence in her that even if she missed the mark she missed the pole so good because she'd she'd fail and she'd fall into the loving arms safe arms of her dad that has got her back and you know that is a picture for us you know so much of our life is lived in fear we, we hold back in so many things because we're afraid of failing but I want to tell you that when you take great risks for God, when you are planted in the soil of God's limitless love for you, it's like you can try anything. We as Christians should be taking the, the, the greatest risks. 
We should be the ones that are starting the new businesses, planting the churches, crossing the road, having those awkward conversations, going into the danger zones, doing risky things for God because we know that we are safe and we are secure in the love of God. And this is a secret to living a large life, to living a limitless life, is the fact that we are rooted and we are planted in the soil of the love of God for our lives. And the other thing is as well that this kind of love, this soil, the love of other people doesn't complete us. It never will complete us. If you're looking for that one out there to complete you, let me tell you that the the one is not found in this soil. The only one that could ever complete you is this soil, is the love of God. And I'd encourage you to find your completeness in the love of God. And then you're able to bring something. You're actually able to bring something to the table in a relationship. We're not talking about perfection, but we're talking about where you are planted. And tonight, I would love us to make the choice. I choose to live a limitless life that is planted in the unlimited love of God. Tonight, if you can make that choice tonight, then I tell you what, you're going to tap into something so great that you will never be the same and your life will never look the same again. And so we're going to just finish in just a few minutes. What I want to do is just give us three quick tips in how to grow deep into God's love, how to grow your roots deep into God's love. Number one is really, really simple. It goes back to the scripture that we read from Ephesians where it says, Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him. Number one tip is really, really simple, to invite Jesus into your heart. As you simply trust what God has done for you through Jesus, it begins with inviting the source of all love into the home of your heart. You know, this this creator who created the world, the Bible defines God as love. The Bible actually defines this, God is love. And if you want to tap into that unlimitless, the limitless source of love, it's to go, God, Jesus, would you come and make your home in my heart? You know, last week, I'm not going to mention who it was, but last week there was a guy who, at the end of the service, he put his hand up to say, God, open the, open the door of my heart and let you in. And I caught up with him during the week, and it was just so awesome to see. There was something on the inside of him that had just completely changed. And it's like he couldn't quite wrap words around what's happened on the inside, trying to find the words that can describe it, but... What had happened is the love of God had fulfilled his heart. And we're going to give you an opportunity to open the door of your heart to Jesus, maybe for the first time just in a few minutes after tonight. The second tip is to be planted, not potted. Everyone say planted, not potted. Say it together, planted, not potted. Turn to the person next to you, say planted, not potted. (laughs) <laughs> some of you just rebelling to free I'm, refu- I'm not doing it <laughs> you know there's there's a real difference between being planted and potted right in the garden I don't know if you've got a garden at home I remember mum had one where you have all the bushes and everything growing and, but then there was always a few pot plants in the garden and they were kind of there in the garden but they weren't really like part of the garden they're kind of like in limbo land um, but what God wants us to do is not to live in limbo land, but to, to be transplanted out of a pot and to be planted into a garden. There's a scripture from Psalms, Psalms 92, verse 12 to 14. It says this, But the godly will flourish like palm trees 
and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. For they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They will flourish in the courts of our God. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. You know, who wants to remain vital and green? Who wants to have a life that is flourishing? Who wants to be like a cedar of Lebanon? To be strong throughout the ages. Well, you know what the difference is? To make a decision, I'm not going to be potted. I'm going to be planted. What we're talking about is this is the house of God, not the walls or the curtains or the sound system, but the people, the awesome people that make up this local body of Christ, this local house of God. You know, scientists have actually, I read it during the week, have, have proven that a plant that stays in a pot, a restricted pot, will only grow to 40% of its capacity. Its, its roots are, are limited. But when you, when you transplant and take that plant out and plant it into a garden, all of a sudden the roots are able to grow deeper into the soil of that place. And you know, sometimes we can find ourselves in the community, a place where you're from a, another, another local church, another local body of Christ, and sometimes it can be tempted just to remain potted. I'm kind of here, but I'm not quite here. But I want to encourage you to make a choice and go, I'm, I'm going to be planted. You know, real practical ways you can be planted is to try a dinner party, is to get on team to serve, or just in, in your heart to make that shift. All right, you know what? I'm going to be planted. You know, and, and if people are watching online as well, if you're part of a local church, wherever you are, I want to encourage you also to make that decision to be planted and not potted. But we, we absolutely love you being a part of this as well. And the third tip is this, is to keep the tap turned on is to keep the tap turned on. Have any of you ever left the tap on, like turned on, and there's been a blockage of the drain, and it's just flooded your house? It's like bad news. But this is a good leaving your tap on, where we want to we, we flood the place with the life that Jesus can bring. So what, what do I mean? Keep the tap turned on. Well, do you know what? When, when you become a conduit, when you become a pipe of God's love flowing through you to other people, you literally refreshed yourself. Proverbs Proverbs chapter 11 verse 25 it says this, when when we refresh others inadvertently we are refreshed ourselves. As we bring refreshing, as we love and as we serve other people we ourselves are refreshed with the love of God. Sometimes we make the mistake of going I'm going to turn the tap off and just wait for this elusive out there sort of love that might not ever come. But man when you begin to get moving, when when you begin to serve other people then the love of God literally flows through you and it's like you encounter the love of God fresh again. You know, last week we spoke about what real love is, what real love is. And, and you know, we said that real love makes the first move. I made the first move with my wife. She rejected me initially, but then I persevered. Um, but, you know, God made the first love to you, the first move to you and I. God didn't wait until we moved to Him, but He sent Jesus down 2,000 years ago before we were even, ever, ever born. He sent Jesus down to die on the cross to step into our mess and you know when you make the first move it's, it's risky because you might be rejected but real love is willing to make the first move and God calls us to make the first move in our lives as well real love also actually costs us something it's more than just words but it might cost us something you know God demonstrated his love to us that he he gave his most precious thing his son Jesus Jesus laid down his own life, the most precious thing that he had to give up, give to us. You know, God's love gives. God's love costs him something. The world's love takes. His lust takes. 
but real love gives and God calls us to love people to make the first move and to give in a way and love in a way that costs us something and when we do that I tell you what the love and the power of God the Holy Spirit just flows through you and you can encounter the love of God afresh again so tonight I want to encourage us just to make a choice to take the roots of our life out of the limited love of the soil of other people and to sink our roots deep again into the love of God so tonight why don't we just all stand together you know the most important part of any message isn't just what you hear in terms of information that's nice great but actually a a heart response to God tonight it's what I'd love us to do with you watching online as well or with you here in this room I don't know if there's people in the overflow out there um what we want to do is just create just, just a brief moment, just a moment. When our hearts, we can make that decision. God, tonight, I recognize, just like Shafin did with that girl, I recognize there's, there's areas of my life that I've sunk the roots of my life. The seed of my life has been planted in the wrong soil. But right now, I just make a shift. Tonight, I, make a, I come back, maybe for the first time, and I sink the roots of my life. I want to be planted in the limitless love of God so maybe right now if you're comfortable you want to lift your hands up to God right now just lift your hands up to God just receive from him this from him in this moment thank you Lord Lord right now Lord God I just come to you we come to you Lord Lord Jesus we just make a decision in our heart a shift in our heart God we take the roots of our life we take the seed of our life Lord out of the soil of other people's approval out of the soil Lord God of other people's limited love for us, God. And tonight we choose to plant our roots deep into your love tonight. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just begin receiving his love for you right now. Just receive his love for you right now. No matter where you are. And, you know, as I was preparing this, I already had a specific, can we just keep our eyes closed for a moment? I specifically felt that I had a word tonight that there's people here that have been disappointed by the love that people had for them. You thought this love would complete you, but it's actually broken you. You thought it was the answer, but you found that as you scraped the bottom of the barrel, it was never going to be enough for you. And you're only realizing it now, even the last few weeks, last few months. But you feel like you've gone too far, it's too far back. But I want to tell you that you're never too far from God. The Bible says that He draws near to those that draw near to Him. The Bible says that He's not far from each one of us. David even said, if I fly to the furthest ocean, even there your hand will guide me. But what is God is inviting you to say, to do right now, what He's saying to you right now, He's saying, let me complete you. No love will compete with my love. Let me heal you. Let me set you free. I've called you to run. I've called you to be who you are and not others have conformed you to be. And I had this picture of that that pop plan had a sense of great restriction. You've restricted who you are. You've made yourself into the image of someone you're not. But you know what? God hasn't forgotten who you are. God knows who you are. God loves who you are. He wants to set you free. He's saying, I've still got great plans for you. I haven't forgotten, but tonight He's inviting you once again to put your roots in His love. Well, for those people particularly, Lord, that have been disappointed by love, Lord, right now I pray that your healing power we just flood in, Lord, right now, tonight. We just draw a line in the sand, Lord God. I pray for healing to be released in this place, Lord Jesus. Lord God, I thank you for a shift. I thank you for freedom tonight, Lord God. And in Jesus' name, 
We take authority against every spirit of fear, every bit of fear of what other people think, every bit of fear of the future, fear of failure. We bind up in Jesus' name and we declare freedom in this place because the love of Jesus casts out all fear. And Lord God, I thank you for freedom being released in this place right now. Just receive it from God right now. Just receive it from Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Hey, what we want to do right now as well is we want to give people the opportunity to invite Jesus to come into their heart. I mentioned it a few moments ago. And, you know, this is the most significant decision you can make in your life. Maybe you've been looking through the windows. Maybe Jesus has been knocking on your door for a while. Maybe today is the first moment where you're like, okay, I think I'm starting to wrap my head a little bit around this stuff. But, you know what, there's something going on in your heart and you're going, there's something in me that wants to say yes in this moment, I want to open up the door, the front door of my heart and let, and let Jesus in. I want to put my trust in Jesus. You know, the Bible says that Jesus came down to the mess of this world, that God, the creator, stepped into this mess. And Jesus died on that cross to take our pain, to take our punishment, to take our sin, our guilt upon himself. Why did he do that? He did it with one agenda, that you would be free, that you and I would be forgiven that we'll be made clean and that we would have a house, our house would be swept clean and that we would be someone that Jesus would want to step into and He'd invade our lives with His love. That we'd begin a relationship with God who loves us so much, He'll catch you when you fall, He will lead you through this life into the next, into eternal life. And so tonight what I want to do is, is to say a prayer with you. If that's you tonight and you want to say, God, come into my heart, maybe for the first time, maybe after many, many years, you've drifted from God, but tonight you want to draw a line in the sand and say, God, tonight I say it's all you. And so if we could just all close our eyes across this room in this moment, just thinking about those that are watching as well, we don't want to miss out on you. But tonight, just you before God, if that's you in this moment, I'm going to say a prayer with you, a prayer for you in this moment. And in this prayer, it's a prayer of surrender. It's a prayer of opening that door for the love of God to come into your life, you'll never be the same. If that's you, then I'm going to ask you in a moment to raise your hand nice and high so that I can see who that I'm praying for. It's a bold, it's a courageous thing to do, but like I said, the guy last week put his hand up. He said, yes to God, this is between you and God. And so right now, if that's you, whether it's for the first time or again, why don't you right now just put up your hand nice and high so I can see it. Thank you so much. That is awesome. I just can see that hand at the back. It is such a courageous decision. Thank you so much. You can put your hand down. Life will never, never be the same. We just don't want to rush this moment. It's such a powerful moment. If that's you tonight and you want to say yes to God, if your heart's beating fast, there's something within you that's saying tonight, I want to open up the door of my heart to God. If that's you, why don't you raise your hand nice and high so I can see it. Thank you, Lord. That is awesome. Maybe watching or listening online, if that's you, I can't see you, but God can. Why don't you put up your hand as an outward sign that you're surrendering to God in this moment? Hey, I reckon for that one person, it's so worth it. Can we just give that one person a big, massive round of applause? So good. Hey, we're going we're gonna to say this prayer out loud together. I love saying this prayer all the time, but particularly for that one person who put their hand up. Let's say this prayer nice and out loud together as you copy me as I pray it. Dear God, I thank you that you love me. I put my trust in Jesus, that Jesus died on the cross 
So forgive me of my sin. I believe Jesus rose from the dead to give me eternal life. Lord, I receive your love. I receive your forgiveness. Open the door of my heart for you to come in. Can you fill me with your love, with your peace? I commit my life into your hands. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's thank God together. Such a powerful moment. We're going to finish off with a bang. Let's start clapping. Come on. Well, wasn't that a great service? Um, we had a great time. If you're still watching with us and you made that decision tonight, we want to give you a big congratulations. And, you know, Digital Church is something that we want to do together. We want to do it together as a journey. Um, so if you made that decision tonight, then let us know. We would love to journey with you. You know, uh, your walk with God isn't a walk you do alone. It's a walk you do in community. So we would love to know if you made that decision, give us a message or um, head to the link in our description. There'll be a form you can fill out saying, I made that decision. Because um, the Christian journey, a journey with God, is a journey done better together. Um, and so, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Message us. Um, also, you might have heard we talked about dinner parties before. We also have Zoom parties. For people that can't make it to a physical dinner party, we have a Zoom party where we catch up and have community. And again, we just love journeying together. So if you're watching, if you call Everlife Digital your home, is this your home church? then uh, we'd love for you to get involved in our Zoom party. Again, there is another um, link in the description for that. You just click on that link and it'll come up with all these options and you can sign up for a Zoom party. We'd love to have you there. Um, apart from that, see you next week. We've got another great service plan. Have a great week. We'll see you later.